You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dallas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Dallas After Show. Yes, I have missed this music. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Bing is for doing, and we are back doing another fabulous after show for Dallas. Um, it is season two. Episode one and two to our premiere, we've got Battle Lines and Venomous Creatures, which these were some amazing episodes they really on were. Monday night. Um, I am your host, Kelly. Unfortunately, it's just the ladies tonight. The boys couldn't make it, but we'll be back to full force next week. And joining me is Dorinda. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I feel like it's been forever since we've been in here talking about the show. I know. I missed it so much. <clears throat> I'm so excited to be here. And I missed you. I missed you. I mean, I we haven't seen each other since the show. It's been so crazy. But this, it was, I thought it was such a fantastic premiere. It was. I mean, both both episodes back to back was just great. And I mean, I think we should, you know, start out by, you know, it was a really sad time for Dallas, you know, this last, you know, month because we lost, unfortunately, we lost Larry Hagman, one of the, you know. It was kind of, it was sad. I it teared was, up. It was very I'm actually sad. kind of tearing now. It was very, I mean, it's JR and he just, you know, he had been doing so well and when we had Brenda Strong in here, you know, she talked about how, you know, he was coming back and he was feeling better and it's just... It, it was it was very sad to hear, and I happened to be in Dallas over the holidays. Oh wow! And they had like a whole memorial for him, and they had like viewings where you could go to South Fork and do all of these things. And it was you know very respectful to him and his memory, and like the legend of Dallas, that, which I thought was really great. That is so nice, but it is sad. I really do have chills, and it was interesting to watch because we both grew up with. Original yeah. Dallas. Yeah, I used to watch it with my mom. Exactly, and I used to sneak watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love Jr.'s character, and just to know that it's it's kind of ominous in its own little way. Right, but he still does a fantastic job, and you still love him for his quips and I mean how he, he really I, handles himself. He had some great one liners in the you know in these two episodes. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just. And the eyebrows, you gotta love the eyebrows. And I love that how there's a Twitter account just for Jr.'s eyebrows. <laughs> just a little FYI out there for you guys if you want to follow. But yeah, he had some really good one-liners, and I'll miss him to death. Yeah, absolutely. So when we left off last season, um, John Ross didn't murder. Marta, you know, we found that out, yes. but, you know, Sue Ellen had bribed the um, medical examiner, uh, you know, to, to make it, to get John Ross out of trouble. So that's kind of hanging over her head. Harris br- was trying to bribe her and then Ugh. to launder money for him if she became governor because, you know, she was running for governor. Mm-hmm. And then Anne came in and saved the day and just really showed her strength and, you know, recorded him talking about mon- money laundering. And then he sent a package to her. You know, the very emotional package, which yes. we all speculated we didn't know what it was. Exactly. You know, obviously it was a picture of, or he gave it to Bobby. And it was a picture of her with a baby. Yes. But we didn't know, like, what that meant, what happened. And, you know, we find out about that in this episode. You know, yeah, episode. everything really tied into this episode. But I'm going to bring it back to <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
the picture. Mm-hmm. And I loved how, and that was one of the things I thought about walking into this room. I was hoping we would talk about that uh-huh. and how we all had our different views on what we would do. Yes. Yes. And I just thought it was interesting and I was happy the way Bobby handled it. I was too. I mean, you know, because when he was given the envelope with the information about her past, he didn't, um, he didn't look into it. And no, I'm sorry. Let me make a correction. He... Harris didn't give it to him. It was given to him by the investigator, right? I I think so, if I'm correct. Yes, I think so. I think so, too. Either way, he had this packet of information mm-hmm. that, you know, was about Anne's past, and he chose not to read it, to give her her time, and when she was ready to talk about it, he would be there to listen. And he really was, which I thought was so great. Bobby is awesome. I know. I mean, Bobby's in this world. <laughs> so I need a Bobby. <laughs> let's start. Let's start with with Anne's storyline because yes. it was. I mean, it was pretty powerful. For you know, for this premiere, mm-hmm. you know the the uh, family has come back together when we left off and started Ewing Energies back up again in the old the old space from the beginning. They're back in the towers in downtown Dallas, you know, overlooking the city. And, you know, Anne is at the art gallery buying Bobby, like, this awesome piece of art for his office. And in walks Harris. Of course. Just being creepy, as creepy as can be. He's so good at being creepy. I know. (laughs) I know, with this smirk on his face at all times, you just want to slap him. Yeah, and you knew that he had something up his sleeve. Mm -hmm. You just totally knew it. And what he did was tell him that he knew where their daughter was mm-hmm. and, and shows her a picture and then shows her the DNA test. And then also says, well, if you don't believe me, you should go and do the same and all of this stuff to make her. But you owe me like mm-hmm. I want that tape that you and Sue Ellen mm-hmm. have. Yeah, so Ugh. she, you know, this is her daughter. Jo- and still, at this point, we still don't know what happened to this daughter. What is the situation yes. with this? And, you know, she gets very emotional. That's when she goes and runs to Bobby and tells him, you know, what's going on and what's happening. And I like that she was very honest. Yes. And she didn't hide it from him. She didn't lie. You know, she told him he wants this tape that I made of him saying that he was, you know, wanted to to launder money. Yeah, and I do. I I understand because her and Sue Ellen. Then when they find out that the the DNA is is all it's mm-hmm. on the up and up, her and Sue Ellen then give the tape back, and then she tells Bobby though about that after mm-hmm. the fact. Well, after she gave it yeah, back, after but she he gave knew it back. Yeah. that that's what she had to do. Yeah, you know, because she, you know, when the test results came back, he wasn't there, so she just bolted yeah, and went and did exactly. it. Exactly, which is probably something that you know I would most, do. I think most, most people will do, but I understood <laughs> what Bobby said too. He goes. I would have done something about this. Bobby being the man, as Mm -hmm. Bobby always is, I would have done something because there's something. Because he even said, I think there's something to this. Mm -hmm. I would have. And you just gave up your leverage, basically. That's what he was saying to her. Right. And she was just went all emotion on it. Yeah. And we find out what happened to her daughter, that her daughter was stolen from her at the fair. Yes. That she, you know, was in her stroller. She looked away to grab a soda, which every mom does. Yeah. And I mean, can you even imagine? She looks back and her daughter is gone. I I don't know what I would do as a parent in all these years thinking, blaming yourself Mm -hmm. for everything. And, you know, and that leads into second episode. Well, well, before even that, she Mm -hmm. finally meets the daughter. And the daughter's like, I want nothing to do with you. I mean, and she is just distraught. She's broken. She can't even walk away. And it's just, you know, the daughter tells her, yeah, I knew you were going to come. And I wish you hadn't. I wish I'd never see you again. And obviously this daughter, you know, this girl, her name is Emma, has been told you know, which something that at this point we don't know yet, yes. something ugly about her mother making yes. her feel, you know, she doesn't really know if, if it was, which I thought was kind of shady in the first place, because if she was really stolen, then it was, you know, the first thing she walks up to her and says is, I'm your mother, like doesn't even have a conversation about, do you understand what happened? You know? Yeah. You know, so I thought that was a little... I thought there were certain things that could have done better. And then mm-hmm. as soon as she said what she said is like, I don't, you know, I wish you never came. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ryland is behind this. He's oh, won yeah. again. He won. Uh, he won. 
Absolutely. He got what he wanted. She got what she wanted, but he knew what the reaction was going to be. Mm-hmm. I knew, and, and then, once again, brought me back to what Bobby said. You should let me take care of this because there's mm-hmm. something to this. Well, and it's a thing with no patience when it comes to, you know, you and your children. It was the same thing with Sue Ellen. Yes. With what she did for John Ross, you know. Exactly. Even though it all worked out in his favor in the end anyway, she still got herself in trouble because she didn't want to take any chances. And I think that's what where Anne's head was. was. She didn't want to take the chance that, you know, this was real and, you know, her daughter's, you know, taken away from her again, which happened anyway. Yes. And, you know, and, and in her face, which is even more devastating. Yeah, it was it was sad. It was interesting to watch both women, though, because mm-hmm. when Rylan was at the house, mm-hmm. was at Sue Ellen's house and Anne shows up mm-hmm. and you can see the understanding the two women had with each other, mm-hmm. which I found very like Sue Ellen was like, I'm throwing this away. Who knows what's going to come of this? But I would do the same thing if I if it was my right. child. And they had had a similar conversation when yes. it, when the bribery all came about, when they had talked about it. And I and we had talked about how we really enjoyed their friendship. Yes. And kind of the bond that the two of them have that they first and foremost, they're going to protect their family. And, you know, family comes first, no matter what side they're on. If it's up to the family, they're going to, you know, stand together, which is what they've done, you know, in both situations, because because Anne even told her, you got to do what you got to do for your son. Yes. And it, it just came back full circle with this, with her daughter. And, you know, she kind of, you know, Sue Ellen kind of took one for the team because who knows what he can, you know, do to her had she won the, you know, the election and all of that. Exactly. Which then turns into Sue Ellen gets caught in her own sauce, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. in her own stew when the examiner, medical examiner, quits or resigns, and he then outs her. Yeah, and she was up 12 points in the polls. Because yes. when the episode opens, that's kind of what we see. Yes. As, you know, she's on TV, John Ross is watching her, she's 12 points up, excited about, you know, it's pretty much she had it in the bag. And then the medical examiner comes in and, you know, confesses. And all of a sudden, you know, now they want to indict her on, you know, obstruction of justice and all these different things. I know, which is like awful. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's awful, awful, awful. But I do like we'll we'll get into that again, but I'm gonna like segue to John Ross real quick. Uh-huh. I just want to talk about that opening scene. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was fantastic because you turn around and he's watching a party as he's he turns around from watching the TV and there's uh-huh. all the people and like a party going on and he turns around and there's a party. I like the way the they shot it. Yeah. yeah, the way it was shot. And then he hooks up with this girl and you think he's hooking up with this girl just to hook up because he's sad over his cousin and Elena. Mm-hmm. And really, he's doing it to blackmail her dad. Yes. I mean, Which and it's brilliant. It completely. And you have to remember from when, when, you know, last season ended, he's, you know, at the office with JR. I want to learn all of your dirty tricks. You have to teach me, you know, uh, let's do this. We're going to take this over. I'm in. Yes. And this was his first lesson. The, you know, he wanted to buy um, somebody like trucks from this, the fleet from this girl's dad and he wasn't budging. So he needed some leverage to get his way. And if we know anything about the, you know, Jr., he always gets his way. Always gets his way. You know, no matter what he has to do, he gets his way and he's teaching this to to John Ross, who goes into this bachelor party. And I mean, and it's just so, you know, like charismatic in the way that he does it. And he's so freaking hot. Like, you know, like she's really going to say no to that. I mean, of course. Exactly. And when he writes on her apron, which is really her chest. (laughs) French kiss. What was it? French kiss. Till my toes curl. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then I like, like in the morning, he marks it off. Yes. Because she's still wearing the apron. Exactly. Of course she is. Of course. I want, yeah, she's still wearing that apron, which I was like, how did they do all that with that apron on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, because that's what I'm thinking of. I'm not thinking blackmail. I'm not thinking anything else. I just see that. <laughs> You're thinking, how did they get down to business exactly. with the apron Because that just was like a little... <laughs> But again, you know, he's getting dressed. He's walking downstairs. She tells him, you know, go out the back because my dad's probably up. And he's like, yeah, of course. And then he goes downstairs, sees her dad, walks over to him, is buttoning his shirt. And is like, hey, how are you doing? (laughs) Like the dad's not thinking any of this is weird. Like he was was unbuttoned when he starts talking to the dad. The dad is like, get out of my house. And then, yeah. 
Okay, I have to bring this up, and you might have to, like, censor me if we're not allowed to say this, but there's a quote that he says that I seriously cannot believe that TNT actually aired. I mean, I know it's cable, but it's not like HBO. And he's, you know, the dad of this girl is, you know, arguing with him. He shows him video that he of them having sex. And he Uh says, you know, her fiance and her are in love. Don't do this. And he looks him dead in the face and says, and I quote, love is for pussies. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't believe believe that. I rewind it because I thought it was in my head. You know, sometimes, you know, the, you know, mine like tricks you. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, that's what it really should be, but that's not what he said. Oh, yeah. That's what oh, he said. They went there. He <laughs> said it, and I could not believe it. I mean, they're really pushing the buttons. <laughs> they with are. The... I, I wonder how many takes it took him for, to say that with too, a straight face. Yeah, with a straight, like, vehement face, too. <laughs> no, and he was, you know, he had this stone cold, and I think in that moment, too, at least for me, I could see kind of the toll that the whole situation with Elena took on him because regardless of how low down and scheming he is i believe that he truly was in love with her and he just couldn't get out from under himself yeah you know he couldn't get out of his own way for that situation he's too into he doesn't know how to tell the truth i think that's the most challenging thing for him because he doesn't he's so confident on the outside but on the inside he's so insecure and that's why he constantly has to lie he doesn't trust anyone and i think that's the fault of his parents oh for sure Mm -hmm. and jr being his dad you know Mm -hmm. the number one culprit of that and him having in i i'm gonna bring it up and i don't know if many people will be on my side for this but i do feel bad for him because christopher and elena are flaunting yeah, their you know their love for each other in front of him, and how would you feel if you know he's a a family member? She works at Ewing Oil, mm-hmm. everything you know, all of this, and they're in business meetings and they're like holding hands or caressing each other. I'm like, you're in a business meeting. Get I know. the PDA down. Like to me, that's annoying as a person who wasn't in love with any of you. I would be annoyed because it's not very professional. Well, it's not. And not only that, she's, you know, bed hopping between these two boys for, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, which in itself is a whole other situation. Well, that's a lot. Right. But I mean, and in her defense, you know, her breaking up with Christopher was not her fault or anybody's fault. Not even John Ross's fault, we found out. Yes. But still. You know, instead of them having a conversation and figuring out what happened, they both just kind of went away. Had and and she turns to John Ross. I mean, out of everybody, that's where she goes. She I mean, she couldn't have. leave South Fork and find another. <laughs> she had to stay a- on the property. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dallas is a pretty decent sized place. It's I've a pretty been big city. there. Exactly. There's, There's some hotties a- in Dallas. Oh yes, there are. <laughs> yes, there are. Yeah, and she could have found somebody. There. I mean, she can go hang out in the stockyards and find. <laughs> Exactly. And if you want it rich, there's a lot of rich there too. Yes, there is. But that, you know, that was, that was the thing. And I, and I agree with you to a certain extent on that because I thought it was, you know, kind of crappy of them to do that. But on the other hand, you know, he just really, really lied about some serious things. Yeah. I mean, he's trying to take down the family and this business that she's trying to help him create. So she's on his side fighting for him, trying to make people, you know, believe in him and trust in him. And he's completely lying to her. I mean, out of everyone, you know, and I probably, and I think a lot of it is, is her being spiteful. Yeah, I kind of think. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, who knows? And maybe I do the same thing because, you know, when you're fighting for on someone's behalf and they just make you look like a fool, you in know, that she did. on top of everything else, you know, it's got to be a pretty crappy. And I'm sure he'll never understand <clears throat> that either because his ego his he does have a huge ego, mm-hmm. which runs him. You know, his ego is as big as JR's, I would like to think. Yeah. And he'll never understand it until like later on. No, I think you're right. Well, and and one of the things which is an ode to to Josh Henderson, I just and and I had said this before last season. I was very skeptical about this new cast and wondering if they were going to be able to pull it off because Dallas is such an iconic show and it was mm-hmm. so amazing and the way that it's made. And I think that they've done an excellent job with the new show. But also him. I mean, for us to just to have a a discussion about the different levels of his character is just how well he plays it. Yes. You know, he you really can the ex, the looks on his face, his expressions, the things that he does, his body language, you can totally 
see the different layers to him. Yeah, and I think this season, to be honest with you, even Mm -hmm. just two episodes in, Mm -hmm. his portrayal, him being John Ross, is so much better. Yeah, he was great last season. I don't want to say anything, but Mm -hmm. he's coming into himself. I think that's Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. I don't want to say so much better because that's not true, but so much more that character. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to watch him, and I like watching him. I liked watching him before, but now I'm growing to like love watching him and what he's doing and re- I just I really love the John Ross character and I really do hope that he picks up some of the quips that JR used to do and mm-hmm. they bring some of that in since fortunately that's not going to be there much longer. I know. And and that's you know that's kind of a really sad thing to think about. But um Sorry, I have to go through. I mean, so much happened in these like two I, episodes. Yes, a lot I mean, of things happened. It's insane. Um, so why don't we talk about Pamela? Yes, Pamela. Hold on, I wanted to see if there was okay. anything. Yeah, okay, let's go into Pamela. So Pamela Rebecca Barnes decides to come back. You know, she's been on hiatus. For a little while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's comes back on her private plane and she is just a completely different person. Yes. And she meets Frank, who, you know, we know is the driver. Yes. <laughs> but is, you know, doing some legitimate business, I guess, with mm-hmm. the Barnes company. And, you know, she's very disrespectful to him, very dismissive of him and his kind of status there. And I think that's going to come back and bite her as we kind of see through through the episode. But, you know, she comes back and she wants to make an entrance. Yes. And I mean, she says as much and she invites um, Christopher over to meet with her. And it's at, you know, the Barnes Corporation Mm -hmm. and she's in the conference room and she tells them her name. And how that in itself could not have been, you know, like grants to get him an annulment. I I don't I, understand. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand. I mean, I don't care if she legally changed her name to Rebecca Sutter. But he didn't know that. He he didn't. I mean, and the fact of like the the feud between families, exactly. And she hid her true identity. How was that not? Thank plausible. You. I mean, is his lawyer really that bad? Because, you know, we saw some things in last season when the lawyer was kind of shady. Yes. And he's, you know, kind of blank, playing both sides and he's still around. So mm-hmm. I wonder if he just didn't do his job very well or wh- I mean, what is the deal with that? Yeah, I just don't understand how they would even because it is fraud. It yes. is fraud because because they're like, well, you took her back. Well, he still took her back as Rebecca Stutter. He did not take her back as a bar, you know, Pamela yeah. Barnes. He didn't know it until that moment. I mean, because something has to be said that, you know, Pamela was her aunt, which was Christopher's stepmom or adopted mom. Adopted 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 mom. mom. I'm sorry. Let's bring that up, too. That's his adopted mom. This is adopted mom. So it kind of makes them cousins in a way, which is totally creepy. And why did nobody bring that up on the show? (laughs) I mean, because... Adopted or not, I mean, that was his mom. Yes. You You know, Pamela is his niece. Or is, is her niece. It's just like, ew. Yeah. And I mean, I guess like, they're not blood related, but still. But still, I know they're not blood related, but there's still that family tie there. Yes. And her going into doing that. And then they find, whatchamacallit, uh, the real Rebecca Stutter. Yes. But also from last season, real quick, before we get into that, don't you remember when he, when Christopher took her to um, Cliff Barnes' house? Yes. And Why I did said- nobody bring that up? I- no, I said that last season. I said, there's something up. Watch. She's probably going to be his daughter or something. There's no, no, no something but I mean in court. court. Oh, that's in right. Court. Nobody that's, said that. That's fraud right there because she you was standing so in front right. of her father. She lied. They acted like they didn't know each other. Oh. How was that not fraud? How did everybody forget about that? Yeah, uh, Dang it. I was so frustrated. Uh, <laughs> I need to be a lawyer. Suck <laughs> to the thing. <laughs> no, it was just totally insane. And she's, you know, she's back in business. She's back at the board meeting. She wants to take over this company, and she's kind of pushing Frank out of the way. Oh, the way she treated Frank was terrible. Like so, worse than someone's stepchild. Yeah, it was terrible in front of everyone too. No, no class, Demeaning. no kind of tact. She doesn't. I. But that's just leading up to something, which right. is going to be so good because I think, well, we've already talked about this. Frank has been 
wanting that part of mm-hmm. Barnes, you know, enterprises, basically, you know. Yeah, I think he feels he, entitled. He's, you know, he's well been a he laborer. Should. He's worked. He's done everything that's asked of him. He cleans up messes. You know, he took care of Tommy. Yeah, You know, cleaned up that whole mess. And, and that's kind of what he does. You know, yes. he, he does everything that he's supposed to do. And now, you know, this little brat comes back in because her plan foiled. And she kind yeah. of wants to take over his place. Which is not very fair, and so I think there's seriously going to be some retaliation there, which we saw a little bit of in the episode. Big time. Yeah, but before that, you know, when she's meeting with Christopher and Bobby in the conference room, she wants to make a deal Mm -hmm. and get 30% of Ewing Energies or go to court, and she threatens to put the full force of her father's, you know, status. And, And I like how she said, I don't want money because my dad can buy and sell you three times over. <laughs> she wants, you know, and I don't think she wants the the you know stock and energy either. Her dad does, but yeah. she wants revenge, revenge on Christopher because I think she really did like him. I think she did kind of get lost in that whole thing. Yes, I think she, you know, she perpetrated the whole thing between Christopher and Elena and the mm-hmm. breakup and everything like that. But she fell in love with her pawn, right? And that's what happens. And that's, I mean. That part is, no, I'm not, no, it's not sad. I was like, it was like, that's sad. I feel bad for her. No, I don't feel bad for her. She is a spoiler girl who wanted something. Mm-hmm. She could have had it, but she decided to turn the tables and then lie. And then the lie, you always, the lie always comes out. Yeah. The lie always comes out. Well, because the truth really does, you know, you can't hide it forever. You can bury it and bury it and bury it. But some way, shape, or form, you're going to forget what you lied about. Somebody's going to mess it up. And, and it's the truth is going to come out. Yeah. And that is what happened here. And, you know, but Christopher is pretty confident. And he's like, you know, you ready to fight? Let's do it. Because he found the real Rebecca Sutter. Yep. And has her ready to testify she's on his side she's getting this you know first class treatment she really thinks you know she has no idea what happened to tommy nobody does really yeah and she's you know really wants help finding him and we really think that this is a positive thing for him in the beginning yeah that he's finally got the upper hand but of course he doesn't he doesn't because john ross because they go and they tell john ross all of this well no he has um, he had the PI following them. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, and that's right. You're that's right. how he found out about the new Rebecca or about the real Rebecca. Yeah, he had the PI follow him, and then he kind of swooped in and turned her and used that to team up with um, Pamela to get revenge back because he's he you know he wants to take back the company because of his heartbreak. Really? Yeah. Because if, if not, I mean, because <clears throat> at the end of the season, they were he was so excited and ready to work with his cousin and mm-hmm. to really have it be a family business. Right. And then, you know, the whole Elena thing went down and that kind of that dream was over. Mm-hmm. But I want to say, you know, we talk about Jr's quips uh-huh. or whatever. I loved what he said to her. What he said to Pamela. Oh, yes. You're not the first Pam to fox your way into the hen house. (laughs) (laughs) And he was just so, he's, he just, he's so funny and he just has all these things. Oh, but yeah, Mm. I thought it was Well, and he tells her too, I'm one for one on flushing out Pamela's and I plan to be two for two. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, and she, I think she gets a little nervous for a second. You see her facial expression kind of change and not so confident. Exactly. And I, you know, and I love that about him. And even before that, when they're sitting around talking about, you know, going over there, I love how he said... You know, about Cliff, he said, um, what do you say? We just hire some roughnecks to take him on a long ride. (laughs) (laughs) I think at the end of the day, too, JR even said it, but I'm not going to say in the right words that he said it, talking Mm -hmm. about, you know, her being a Barnes and stuff. He's Mm -hmm. still vehemently a Ewing, and family is number one to him. So no matter what happens... He will make sure that. Well, and that's what he said. He said, I'm part of this, you know, I'm part of this family. Yes. You know, I might not be part of the company, but I'm part of this family. And that's when he said, you know, I'm one for one on fleshing out Pamela's. Yes. That was was so brilliant. Yeah. No, it was fantastic. You know, and he's as he's scheming with John Ross and John Ross is still very cocky. He still thinks that he, you know, a couple of lessons and he can take over, you know, he's he can be smarter than Jr. And he kind of says so. And 
And JR tells him, you know, you need to slow down a little bit. And I think that's what's going to get him in trouble. Yes. Is that he goes too far ahead. He doesn't know how, he doesn't have any patience. He doesn't take his time. And I think that's going to be, you know, that's yeah. going to really get in his way. That's where he's not very smart about mm-hmm. what he's doing, where his father is brilliant mm-hmm. of what he, you know, does. Yeah. Oh, and I love another quote that he said, you know, he's talking to John Ross and, you know, he asks him, you know, if it really comes down to it, are you really ready to, you know, hurt some of the people that you love? Are you really, really ready to get back at Elena? Yeah. And, um, and he says, yeah, I am. And he says, and and JR says, uh, love, hate, jealousy, mix them up and they make a mean martini. (laughs) That's what I (laughs) guess. And I love it. And he's like, you know, you've got the devil inside you. Whatever you need to light a fire under you, whatever. Let's just go with it. <laughs> and he just really, he's said a lot of great things. He even mm-hmm. said, what did he say to uh, John Ross also? He goes, she really did a number on you, didn't she? She cut your heart out with a spoon and licked it clean. Yes. <laughs> I was like, wow. And she told, Fra- and he told Frank, how does it feel to be a poodle? There you go. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. When he leaves the office. Yes. Like, I'm so going to miss those. Like, it's just so fantastic. I don't know. But real quick, I want to remind you guys Mm -hmm. to please go to iTunes. The show is back. We are ready for, you know, to hear your thoughts and, you know, get back into the discussions with you. So rate and comment. It's free. Tell your friends. And, you know, definitely let us know how you feel about the whole situation and, you know, what you think is going to come out of this season because we're, like, really excited about it. I know. You know, there's just so – you know what? Let's talk about Rebecca Stutter because we didn't finish Mm -hmm. on that whole thing it's i think it's stutter stutter Stutter. i I always want to say stutter so excuse me i am so sorry (laughs) i think it's yeah i think it's our our fans i'm sorry that i said stutter (laughs) Uh, stutter but it shows the kind of person she is that you understand tommy a little bit better Mm -hmm. i thought because she said yes i want to help you also but saying i need a piece of something right i need you know and then she gets up on the stand and she bold-faced lies. Yeah. Well, for money. Yes. It was all about money. All about money, which it usually is. I mean, and, that yeah. was Tommy's deal. That was why, you know, Pamela started this whole thing for her dad was because he's been trying to take down the Ewings forever. Yes. And it's all about power and money. And, you know, it's really sad to see. Is she really concerned? I mean, and she says she's concerned about her brother. But is she really if she's, you know, that kind of a person? Yeah, and she's not. No. She's really not. She thinks because these people have money that she's going to get a piece of something, so she's going to be okay. Yeah, and she, you know, and Christopher freaks out. He's, you know, ready to to fight with Pamela. I said, okay, you wanted a war. You, you have got one. Yeah. And, you know, he's ready to, you know, pull out all the stops and do whatever he can to, you know, get his children. And I'm starting to wonder if she's still pregnant. Okay, thank you. <laughs> because, thank you. I mean, she's been gone for a while. And yes. she's got no morning sickness. She's, you know, and no baby you know, bump. not everybody does. But she's supposed to have twins. Yes. And she has no baby bump. She's still in those itty-bitty pencil skirts. She's teeny tiny in, you know, five, you know four-inch heels. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, I don't believe that. But maybe, just no, it would be too long. That would be too long of a time because I was like, oh, you know, because her and John Ross started something up. It's- right. OK. And OK, before we yes. like, so before we okay, talk okay, about okay, that. Okay. Okay. And sorry, I know like the storylines kind of like all kind of intertwine with each other. So it's yeah, kind of hard to break it up with this show. Cause, but Because there being two episodes all at once. Yeah. So we're going to go in and out. It's so much going on. But also with um, Frank and, you know, Pamela's relationship, you know, like I said, he's really upset about this whole thing of her just trying to, like, push him out of the way and take over. Mm -hmm. So after everything happens in court and Rebecca gets her way or Pamela gets her way, he sends a package to Christopher, which turns out to be Tommy's cell phone that has two really interesting voicemails on it. Oh, yes. That was fantastic. So Christopher takes the phone, goes to the, you know, Rebecca Sutter's hotel room. She doesn't want to let him in. He's like, I know you're there. Let me in. It's about your brother. She opens the door and he plays her the first voicemail that is Pamela, you know, basically threatening him. And 
he tells her, you know, this is the kind of person that you flipped on me for. And, you know, she's not really saying much. And then she's still trying to play the victim. And then he says, you know, there's another voicemail. And it's a voicemail of her. It's a voicemail of Rebecca Sutter. She was totally in on it the whole time. What a evil person. I know. What an evil, evil, evil person. I mean, and, and there was a lot of evil in this episode yes. because, you know, in the second episode, you know, we found out she was involved in all of this. And also, you know, going back to Anne, Bobby, you know, Bobby does some digging. He's mm-hmm. not ready. You know, Anne is completely distraught. She has to have the doctor come over. She won't get out of bed. She doesn't make it to the hearing, you know, where all of this goes mm-hmm. down with Christopher and, and Pamela. And, you know, she's getting shot up with something to help her sleep or relax or take the edge off, whatever. And he's really worried about her. So he starts doing research and looking into things. And he goes to the stables and starts asking around, asking questions and doing some investigative work because he reaches out to the police and they're just not doing much. So come to find out after he, you know, he's a smart man. And after he puts, you know, all of these different clues that he finds out, you know, the horse that she was riding, he found out it was from London. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and she had been, you know, writing it for eight years in London. So he goes to Harris's house and that's when we're introduced to the awesome Judith Light. Yay! Who plays Harris's mother. Oh, I lo- and I love that her name is Judith. Yes. <laughs> and, and we find out that they're the ones that stole Emma from... And that's just evil. And why aren't they going to do they need to do something about this? Absolutely. I I mean, I'm sure they won't go through the legal system because that's not going to work. But something has to happen because they're they're the ones who took her. I was so angry. I actually threw my I I threw something at the. (laughs) the, I was like, I can't believe this. And I threw it. I mean, how horrible is that? He has, you know, they went through this horrible divorce. She was. And, you know, when Bobby confronts Harris in the mm-hmm. first place, he alludes to the fact that she's a junkie. Yes. And he he um, mentions the shots and is she getting, you know, is she getting shots and, you know, all of this. And luckily, she decides after she has a kind of a heart to heart with Sue Ellen, she decides not to. At the suggestion of Jr. by the way. Yes. Which I found... I was very yes, surprised that's about. A, yeah, we'll talk about that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's you know, so she much de- happening. These I know. Episodes. She decided not to, to go for the drugs. But, I mean, how is she going to react to this now? When she finds out, which she hasn't told her yet. I, but I, when I she finds, finds out that all these years, I mean, he's had the baby the entire time. They, that she grew up in London and he told this daughter a horrible story and she hates her mother. She thinks that, she, that he was protecting her. What a... So, you know, uh, who knows what he's told her, but we know he's an evil, evil person. And it's 22 years of telling her something. Yes. And she, he is the only parent along with Judith. The gran- yeah, the grand. <laughs> yeah, she was raised by her grandmother, grandmother in London. Yeah, exactly. So think about that. So all she knows are the things that they have told her. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't know anything, which no. is going to be quite interesting to see how this rolls out this season. Yeah, especially because, you know, I, I think that it's real like Anna's really going to like step it up and she is not going to take this line down. I don't think she's going to kind of crawl and, you know, no. get break down about it. I don't. And I think Sue Ellen's going to help. And when they, you know, when she did go in to see her and they talked about, you know, kind of the, the both struggles that they're going through because we saw that Sue Ellen almost drank. Yes. That almost broke my heart. I was so happy they came at the right time. I know. And, and I just and, and loved the whole Sue Ellen Jr. And like he mm-hmm. really does love her because yep. she is still family to him. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing, no matter how devious he is and how awful he is, at the end of the day, he really does love his family. Yeah, he does. And he has a funny way of showing it. He has a he very does. funny way of showing it. And it really, I, I don't know if John Ross really gets what happened, like what his mother did for him. That part I'm not quite, I don't know if I'm really sold, but I know JR understands mm-hmm. what she did and what she lost because of helping her son. And he just went to fix it. Well, yeah. at least to kind of get the charges dropped and he finds a way. And, you know, being, you know, the mischievous person he is, he mm-hmm. finds a way to blackmail the straight as an arrow. <laughs> 
<laughs> a district attorney or who, yeah, attorney yeah, general yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. whoever it was, and, you know, finds this caddy that happens to have some pictures. I mean, of course <laughs> he finds it. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> and he, you know, he saves the day. And she even... You know, uh, she appreciates it. She thanks him. They have this moment and she invites him in for tea. And it's just, you know, it's very nice to watch that, you know, at the end of the day when the going gets tough, you know, he was there to help her because she was there just to help his kid. Exactly. And he was really choked up. You see it when he's watching it all Mm -hmm. go down and you can see in his face that he's upset. Yeah. Because really Sue Ellen has picked herself up. She mm-hmm. has become this woman, this strong woman who, you know, get to so much that she was going to be the governor. Because mm-hmm. when they were together, they were, she was never going to be anything but getting herself into a bottle or two. Yeah, it was the state attorney that the he was state attorney. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, it was the state attorney yeah. that was going to press charges against Sue Ellen. So mm-hmm. he took care of that. And I like that JR complimented her and told her all of those things that... You know, you came out from under me, so you yes. can come out from this. Yes, I think that, you know. Is that when he said, "You'll"? He goes, "This is the one and only time I'll ever say this." Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the best thing you ever did was leave me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I'll deny it as soon as I walk out of this room. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was really sweet. It was yeah. really sweet, and you could just tell he still adores. Well, I think that was one of the first times we've you know really seen them as a as a family unit. The three yes. of them, yes. like sitting there comforting her. Even John Ross in his own way, which I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he completely gets it yet. Yeah. But I think he will. I really do. I, I, I don't want him to be that spoiled child mm-hmm. and throw, you didn't do this for me when I was a kid because right. you weren't around. I think he really needs to step up as a man mm-hmm. and understand, like, there's, even though they weren't really there, he, they're doing everything they can now. Right. And, 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 you know, hopefully we'll see that, you know, as the season progresses. You know, what were some of the other... Oh, well, you know, getting back to Christopher and Elena. You know, they're making business deals. And Christopher wants to um, get a, like the racing cars stuff. He yes. wants to have, you know, his methane <clears throat> kind of fuel this racing team. And kind of take over that genre to kind of boost the methane sales and all of that. But he needs a rig to get methane, and which is going to cost a lot of money. JR wants to kind of, you know, vertically integrate these things. He needs wants to get more trucks and do more drilling and, and all of this. And so they're having a debate about it. And I think he makes a good point. I mean, Christopher and Bobby have 60% of the company. He has he has 20 I think or 30 and Elena has 10 10. yeah yeah that's that's the right math yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so and he feels like it's always kind of us you know them against him and he does have he does make sense he does have a good idea because you know he needs to you he wants to make money now and the methane stuff is going to take a minute and they need to be profitable so he makes sense but and Elena agreed with him but just didn't speak up yes which she should have but I do like how Bobby did say I agree with John Ross, mm-hmm. but at the same time we're going in a different yeah, direction. We're exactly. going in a new direction, so we have to explore these other opportunities. Which is also so they were both right in a sense. Yes, which you know, give it up to Elena that she figured out a way to work it out so everybody gets what they want. Which I you know I commend her for that. Yeah, that she went and she, yeah. she you know she found these. You know, drill beds like in the Gulf that they can use that were dry, but mm-hmm. that they can rebuild, clean up, and there was they're sitting on methane pockets. So she, you know, made a deal there, which so now they have enough money to get both, get the fleet and do this. So everybody gets to win, which is which is great. So in that sense, they're talking about giving her a, a bigger stake in the company. John Ross comes in, they explain it to him. And, you know, he's kind of taken aback and surprised, I yeah. think. But then he also has kind of an epiphany. And so at the same time that he's, you know, kind of like, oh, this is awesome. He also, his scheming mind looks at it in a way where it can benefit him. So now he wants to make everyone equal partners, give everybody gives up 5% and, you know, so they can all be equal, Mm -hmm. which they agree on. So now his plan is when he takes them all down and if Christopher and Elena get married and she's already so much in debt, then her all of anything, everything she owns is going to be vulnerable, including her stock. Yeah. 
Or her shares. I mean, he's mm-hmm. smart about it. But, you know, I really thought for just a second, mm-hmm. I really just thought for one second when he walked in and he goes, oh, I feel like you guys are always leaving me mm-hmm. out. And they're like, no, John Ross, this is what we're doing. And this is what I'm doing for you. Yes. You know, you're right. And I'll, yeah, and, exactly. And I think he was taken aback for a second, yeah. but he didn't let himself go there. Yeah. All of us, you know, right, automatically he's scheming. He's ready for the next thing. And that's when he goes and he, you know, explains it to Jr. And he's like, you're totally my, you know. Exactly. I mean, he was smart. He was very smart about doing what he did. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I but don't let's know. hope Lena doesn't go down. Because yeah. she's, she's doing all of this for both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, for, the, for herself, for the family, to prove herself. But mm-hmm. also, he did it for them. Yeah, for their own gain. Yeah. You know, because... Really- Ultimately, they want to take back, you know, Ewing oil. You know, they want to take control of it. So there's always, you know, that underlying endgame of what they want. So there's always that kind of backhanded scheming that they're doing behind everybody's back. Yeah. So, you know, we've got everybody scheming everybody. You know, on one hand, John Ross is working with JR. On the other hand, he's partnering up with Pamela, which I don't feel that JR knows about. Oh, I think if JR knew about this, yeah. he would have a, a big problem with it. Yeah. So there's all these under things, you know, Frank is scheming against Pamela now, trying to help. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different things going on. So it looks like this season is just going to be like jam packed with stuff. We've got the whole Bobby Harris and Emma thing with Anne. Yes. And then with Judith, like coming in. Yeah. Oh, I think because she's scary. She is scary. She is not who's the boss at all. <laughs> She is the boss. <laughs> exactly. She is running. Th- and she. I like how she left everything out for him to see all the pictures. Yeah. Stacked she, up yeah. like the years to show how long they've had that kid. Oh, yeah. You know, just very evil. And she sits there with a smirk on her face when Emma says, I don't. My, he saved me. My dad saved me. And it's just so terrible and so evil. Yeah. That, I, I mean, Ugh. we'll just see kind of how it goes. But, um. I don't know. You want to get into some news and gossip? Um, sure. Let's yeah. do it. All right. After let's see. Well, obviously, the biggest news for the show was the um, unfortunate passing of Larry Hagman and, yes. you know, all of that. But that is the way that the show is going to go because he had already, you know, done so many episodes and was mm-hmm. in the, the process of sh- shooting is now it's going to be a mystery. Uh, they're going to incorporate it into the show and it's going to be a big mystery for the show. And, um, Perez Hilton um, was reporting that it's going to be kind of like similar moments to the Who Shot JR storyline. Yes. Which I think is going to be fantastic. And what a better way, and which is what he says, you know, what a better way to remember him than like that with that same like powerful ending that we had from that episode. Exactly. And I mean, I still, it's, I, to me, it's still one of the most monumental moments in TV. Who right. Shot JR. Absolutely. And they don't want him because they're not going to have the character die of natural causes, but we don't know yeah, exactly it, yet what's going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, they were quoted as saying, we felt that having JR die of natural causes would have been completely inappropriate. Yes. And, you know, not only to the character, but to Larry Hackman, which I totally agree with. Yeah. He wouldn't have wanted it that no. way. I mean, JR is too evil mm-hmm. and devious just to yeah. die. Of oh, yeah. He natural, can't die no. in his sleep. That's not no, happening. Absolutely not. No. He needs to be, like, kidnapped <laughs> or blown up or, like, something. Like, it cannot just be natural. Like, it can't. No, no. it cannot. No. But, you know, good news, I guess, for, for the show is, according to uh, The Hollywood Reporter, the Dallas premiered scored um, just south, and they put in parentheses, fork, just south fork of 7 million <laughs> viewers, you know, which is good. I think it was a little bit down from from last year but it's still you know it's still holding up and still has big numbers yeah and 7 million so, is still pretty good yeah it's you know for you know for a non-network show exactly, so I think yeah. that's that's really great so hopefully you know the numbers will continue to rise and I'm excited to see what's gonna happen in the yeah and you know, I, in the coming episodes and I think I think the numbers actually will rise mm-hmm. up and I feel like I think it's episode 7 where they're gonna do a whole big funeral and it's going to be a big thing for jr mm-hmm. I, i'm almost positive if that episode isn't one of the highest rated episodes ever I, since yeah. you know it has to like outdo the 1991 episode yes. like it has to yes because people are wanting because we're going to see a lot of the old faces like mm-hmm. even more of the old faces that weren't in first yes. season are, are going to be 
in this episode, which is going to be interesting. We don't know. I don't know who, but that's what I, you know, I there's just a lot went, of rumors floating yeah, around about so who it's going to exactly. be. So, but I think they're being very tight lips about it. And, you know, we'll kind of see who actually shows up, but it's definitely going to be exciting to see. Yes. Well, let's do some predictions. With all the skiing. <laughs> so much scheming going on. I, Think, I don't think Rebecca's pregnant or Pamela or whatever her name is. I don't think she is. But one thing that I've totally forgot to mention because there's just so much going on and we're running out of time. Yes. But the hookup between the that her and John Ross, I mean, was probably one of the hottest scenes yes. I've seen on television. Yeah, because it, it's the third, you know, the, the second or third time they're meeting. It's up in the, you know, up in the her apartment. Mm-hmm. He walks in. She's standing outside. He's quoting the Great Gatsby, and <laughs> you know they have they, they like make out, and he totally bails. You know, they're having this kind of power struggle about yes. how much he's going to take of her shares and all of this, and they're negotiating. And then she kisses him, and he puts. His drink down and says, "Cool, I will. You know, I'll take seventy, but I would have took. You know, I would have taken fifty. Thanks for being so generous." And jump runs in the elevator. <laughs> she has this look on her face that is like, "Are you freaking kidding me? Like, what just happened?" But how gangster is it that she? He's going down the elevator. She stops it and brings it back up. Uh, that's hot. <laughs> that's hot. That's you know. That's but this yeah. smirk on his face, and then when the doors open and he's got that like hot, sexy look, and they just mm-hmm. go like, it was awesome. It yeah. was fun. But that is another reason why I do not think that chick is pregnant. She's been gone for how long? No, she is not pregnant to be acting like that. <laughs> yeah, watch her get really pregnant with John Ross. Yes. That would be awesome. I know. That, yes, yes. I'm afraid that Anne might, like, seriously, like, get crazy after this whole situation and, like, try to kill Harris. Like, I, I wonder if she's going to, like, get to the point where she just is, you know, because she told him, if this is not true, I will you know, I will kill you. Basically, yes, I would. I will kill you dead or yeah, something. something. Like that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just wondering if she's going to kind of snap, and that's what we're going to see. Or you know, maybe Bobby will. You know, maybe they'll do what Jr. suggested, and you know, have some roughnecks take him out for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> but then we have Judith Light's character and her coming into the picture. And my prediction is, you're going to find out that she's been running the whole show mm-hmm. the whole time with everything. Yes. She seems like she's definitely like the wicked kind of, you know, like the evil queen from the Disney, you know, show, like oh, like yes. manipulating everybody, Maleficent. like the yes, that's what she reminded me of was Maleficent. Yes, 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 yes. just and like crazy, like, scary, yes. and just so evil. And yeah, even her hair. Yeah, like, even her hairdo. Yes, everything about her, and they really did make her out. She's to I be an evil character. Yeah, they're just going to really do it. I really want to see. I mean, and here's one more quick prediction because I know we got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the the whole relationship between Anne and Sue Ellen. Mm-hmm. I think this season you'll see more of it because of what Anne is going through, and Sue Ellen's going to have to be the strong one, which will help her not drink. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Well, I'm, I'm hoping. hoping. Yeah, that's well, what I'm, I'm hoping. That sounds good. So yeah. we'll we'll see. But thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We're so excited for the new season of the show. Yay! And um, next week it'll be the four of us. We'll be all back in action talking about all this. And again. And please go to iTunes, rate, comment, you know, leave us your suggestions and your thoughts and all that good stuff. You can follow us as always at AfterBuzz TV, and you can follow me at Kelly with an IE079. And you can follow me, Dorinda, at Lula Cherry Films on Twitter. Yay, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 